Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. <laughs> Kia ora, everybody. I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. Today's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales is brought to you by Radiance. Radiance has been helping Kiwis lead healthier lives for over 30 years by developing innovative, natural health formulas. Recently, Radiance has become more conscious of their environmental impact and made the change from packaging products in single-use plastics to 100% high-grade sustainable aluminium tins. Although the packaging has changed, the high-quality formulas and premium ingredients remain the same. Radiance offers a variety of high-quality and innovative products to meet a wide range of needs. Revitalizing beauty formulas, essential nutrients to support relaxation, delicious formulas for growing kids, and so much more. One innovative product that Radiance produces is Probiotic Baby Drops. Radiance Probiotic Baby Drops provide a clinically researched, dairy-free, acid-resistant, shelf-stable probiotic strain shown to support healthy populations of gut flora, tummy comfort, and immunity in babies. This product may be especially supportive for babies' immune health, tummy comfort, those born by caesarean or those taking antibiotics, and is suitable for babies from birth. Thanks so much to Radiance for sponsoring this episode of Kiwi Birth Tales. I really appreciate your support, and I would love for you guys to go and check out Radiance and their range of awesome products. I will pop their information in the show notes. In this week's episode, I speak with Anna and she takes us through her three birth stories. She has four children, but she just talks through three of them and we focus on the first three. So Anna has had three caesarean sections. One was an emergency and two were electives that technically turned emergencies because she went into labor early. So she talks us through those birth experiences and also some pretty serious postpartum mental health, um, including depression and anxiety, and how she sort of managed that going into her third birth. We also discuss some pretty serious complications that she had post-birth in her third C-section. So we talk through that and we talk through getting help for her mental health before her third birth as well. She discusses some really interesting topics around how she tried to reduce the impacts of reflux and colic in her third birth or in in her third postpartum journey. And yeah, I just think this is a really interesting episode and it touches on some really serious mental health topics. And I think that probably some of her story will resonate with a lot of you out there. So I hope that you're able to take something from Anna's episode. I would really appreciate your feedback if you want to send me an Instagram direct message or an email or send me a message on Facebook or leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on. I would love to hear from you. Let's jump into the episode. Hi, Anna. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. No problem. Thank you for having me. 
No worries. Would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about you and who's in your family? Yep. So um, I have four sons, Leo, who is eight, Jude is six. Um, They're from a previous marriage. And then I have Remy, who is three, and Rua, who is one, with my partner, Richard. Awesome. Very cool. And what part of New Zealand do you guys live in? Um, So we live in um, a little place called Pukarauts in the bottom of the um, South Island. So we're in Southland. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. A wee place. Yeah, very nice. Cool. And do you want to take us through, um, I guess, what the journey to pregnancy was like and, and what your first and second pregnancies were like and a little bit about their births before we jump into Remy's birth story? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so I got pregnant with Leo when I was 20, I think I was 24. Yeah. And, um, it was a very straightforward pregnancy. (laughs) Um, I was working full time on the farm with my husband at the time and, um, yeah, it was very just easy and I had no problems whatsoever. It was obviously really exciting because yeah, first pregnancy and everything. Um, and then, yeah, I was full term when I had him and I was, I tried to birth him at, um, in Gore, we have like a little birthing clinic, um, like, yeah, it's at the hospital, but it's just a sort of maternity home kind of thing. Um, tried to have him there, but he was, um, he got stuck during birth and, um, I ended up having him in in Invercargill. Um, I had a cesarean yeah. section and then, um, yeah, his, he was, uh, it was horrific actually <laughs> when I think back, it was a really, yeah. um, really awful experience and it definitely, um, put me off having, mm. having more children. Um, yeah. yeah, right from the moment he was born, it was just sort of one thing after another. Obviously the mm. birth was very traumatic. And then um, he never really latched. Breastfeeding was just a nightmare. Um, he was so unsettled, really, from the get-go. So he just, yeah, he was not a happy baby, which is funny now because he's such a happy cool kid. <laughs> and I look back and I <laughs> yeah. think, oh, my gosh, I would have never imagined you would turn out like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty awful. And then... I had a miscarriage in between um, Leo and Jude, so I was probably around, I think I was around nine weeks, and I'd gone to the doctor because um, I'd found out I was pregnant and I'd gone in to get the blood test and everything, and they rung me and said, oh, look, the um, levels, your blood, the HCG or whatever it is, isn't at where it should be, and then, yeah, I pretty much started miscarrying. Um, the next day so mm. um, that was yeah a different experience um, mm. not one I would um, like to go through again but anyway um, and then I actually got pregnant with Jude um, the following month so um, oh, wow. yeah it was a very yeah done and dusted sort of a situation <laughs> and then um, I booked in for a c-section with Jude um, just because of what had happened with Leo. Yeah. And and then I went into labour early with him. I was 38 weeks and he was, yeah, he was born still by emergency Caesar, but obviously it wasn't really an emergency. I'd just yeah. gone into yeah. labour early. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and then he was basically the same. He had a <laughs> he had terrible reflux, um, like oh, Leo no. had, and yeah, just miserable. Um, just a terrible, <laughs> terrible time. I used mm. to look at people with like more than two children and just think, how have you done this? Like, yeah. what what am I doing that, <laughs> that is so wrong that I keep, you know, my babies are just crying all the time. It was, oh, it was awful. <laughs> oh, you poor but, thing. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was them. That was those yeah. two. Um, obviously, my marriage just fell to pieces. Jude was... Um, he wasn't even a year old and oh things were just yeah, really yeah. awful. Yeah. Um I was I look back now and I don't know why I didn't get some help, but I definitely mm. had bad postnatal depression. I yeah. remember um a friend and a family member at the time had sort of been talking about it and it sort of got back to me and I was so angry and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't like you know, I felt really just angry that, like, a, like an absolute failure that people thought I had this. Mm. And, you know, obviously my perspective on um, depression and things has changed a lot since then. I was obviously a bit immature about it all. But, yeah, it, um, I wish I had gone and got some help and maybe yeah. things might have been a lot different. But, yeah, so that was that was those two. Um, <laughs> yeah, what a whirlwind. No, it wasn't, it wasn't I feel, yeah, terrible saying it wasn't an enjoyable time, but it really wasn't. Yeah. I um, look back, I don't even remember a lot of um, yeah, a lot of the time when they were little. Like it was yeah. just survival. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was no, really I think, terrible. Yeah, there's probably actually a lot of um, mums out there who listen to this podcast who can relate to that. So, yeah, you're definitely not alone in those feelings. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. Um, it's a really hard... Yeah. Thing. yeah. Yeah. And did you sort of um did you notice at any stage that the postnatal depression, although you may not have realized it at the time, did it um sort of lift or change at any stage throughout um that postpartum period with Jude or what was that like? Um, I was probably like I definitely had postnatal depression with mm. Leo. Like I was just in tears all the time. I wish I think back now and I'm like, why didn't somebody do something yeah. <laughs> well, obviously it was my responsibility but um, I look back and I can see all the signs mm. you know right there yeah. Yeah. like my midwife would come to check up on us and everything and I'd just be sitting there crying like the mm. whole time yeah. and if anyone asked me you know the, how are you doing that like token question and I mm. just burst into tears yeah. Yeah. like I was an absolute wreck mm. um and then with Jude, I don't know, I kind of just, like I knew I wanted another, you know, we wanted more children and mm. I was sort of just like, you know, I'm just going to have to suck it up and yeah, right. things get things get better. Like obviously Leo, he did, he came right after he turned. It was probably about 16 months and everything yeah. sort of settled down. And um, yeah, Jude was much the same. He wasn't as um, bad with the reflux situation is Leo and obviously I'd been through it all before and Mm. I knew which doctor to get and what we needed to do so yeah um yeah but um yeah not a pleasant experience no No. and do you want to take us through then um I guess the journey to falling pregnant with Remy and what that was like and how you found out and everything like that 
Yeah, sure. So um, obviously me and my husband had separated and then I met Richard on Tinder, <laughs> which is funny now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I got pregnant with Remy. Um, we haven't, like we've been together five years now, so Remy's yeah. three. Well, you know, we weren't um, very far into our relationship, but and it wasn't planned or anything. But at the same time, I wasn't um, on any contraception, so yeah. it was sort of yeah. bound to happen. Um, but I was quite happy. Like I knew I wanted to be with Richard, and I knew that it would be cool for the kids to not have this massive gap mm. of separation, yeah. like you see in a lot of um, sort of blended families kind of thing. And I was yeah. like, oh, no, this is cool. Like Jude will be three. You know, there's not this huge um, split, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was cool. And I, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I, um, I, I actually, yeah, I didn't know I was pregnant, but I was at the doctor because I just hadn't been feeling well. And I don't know why, like I've been pregnant twice before, but it just didn't even cross <laughs> my mind <Yeah>. that <laughs> I could be pregnant, but they thought I had, um, uh, appendicitis so oh. I had to be I had to go down to yeah it was really random but I had to go down to queue and then they sort of all found out and then of course they were like oh is it a topic or you know but it wasn't everything was um absolutely fine so yeah and then as soon as I found out I was like right I do not I cannot have another baby there's <laughs> reflux and colic and all this like it'll drive me mental um quite literally so I had done a lot of research when I was um, had the little boys and um, yeah I started taking um, digestive enzymes and a heap of probiotics okay in an attempt to prevent it yeah right so I'd read this article about a woman yeah who had done the same thing with I think it was her fifth baby or something and she had managed to um, prevent the baby getting it and also eating heaps of steak. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how true it is. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you do anything, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah. That's so oh, interesting. Wow. I've never heard that before. Yeah, so I took um yeah, digestive enzymes every day. I like mm. doubled the dose and I went through so many <laughs> <laughs> and I took heaps of probiotics and yeah. Um my pregnancy with Remy was really good. Like yeah. I had no issues. I yeah, I've been lucky actually with yeah. um, my pregnancies. Um, and then when I was about probably halfway through my pregnancy, I was like, right, I know that I'm probably going to get postnatal depression because I've had it before, and I've so I've grown up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, right, I know I can actually do something about this. So I went to my GP, who she's an absolute angel and so she knew my history and everything and um I just said I want to um start taking something yeah so I I don't want um yeah I don't want to go back to that place and feel the way I did so she um sent me to a psychologist um like a mental health team and I did two sessions with them and they agreed to um prescribe me um, some antidepressants yeah. and anti-anxiety um, medications. I yeah. started that, yeah, before my birth and um, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. I um, still take it now. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how I'll wean myself off. Yeah. I can't believe the um, difference. 
such a shame that you didn't have that with your first two Uh, boys I just yeah I feel for you I really do I know I um yeah I really do Mm. and yeah she was just amazing she really was she um yeah I felt like it was just life changing just just this one little pill could change you know your whole mood so Yeah, that was pretty cool. And obviously I'd done, like, I was um, really fit and things, so it wasn't like a exercise or sure, eating, yeah. Yeah. you know, sort of situation. Like I'd sort of dub in there, done all that. Yeah. So, yeah, it really just was um, my my mood. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And in your um, pregnancy, did you find out the sex? Had you been finding out the sex of your yeah, babies before yeah, as well? Yeah, every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every time. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I wish, like, looking back now, like, I hear talk to other people and I'm like, oh, I wish, wish I had that surprise. Um, with Rua, I won't talk about his today, but um, I didn't want to find out the sex, but I we had to because we had some things pop up in his skin. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it, that was inevitable. But, um, yeah, no, nah, it was cool. It was nice being able to be organised. Yeah, yeah. And um, obviously having... <laughs> Yeah, having all boys, like, I wouldn't have had a girl thing in the house. So. <laughs> yeah. oh, it probably was for the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. And did, yeah, you, so um, cool. did you plan on having another caesarean birth or do you want to talk us through what your thoughts were there? Yeah, I did. So every time I um, – since, like, I would – yeah, I – Love the idea. I love how people do it and go back and have a natural breath after a cesarean, but it's just not something that would cross my mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, just with what happened with Leo, I couldn't, yeah, I'm not that sort of strong person. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm like, no, give me the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to feel a thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I just booked, um, booked in again. And the, obviously the um, obstetricians and things are quite happy to, to do it and um yeah so every time I've been booked for a season but I've always gone into labor early yeah, so right. I never actually had that um yeah so I, I guess in some ways I have been able to experience labor and things so yeah that's been um I guess you know best of both worlds sort of yeah <laughs> um yeah 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 awesome cool and do you want to take us through I guess um so you went into labour early and then into that um, caesarean birth and sort of the first few days, how long did you spend in hospital and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, so I um, I knew that I was going into labour and my um, caesar was booked at 39 weeks with Remy yeah. and um, I got to 38 weeks and like the day before I um, – it woke, clocked over to 38 weeks. I was like, I know, I don't know, my baby's just been born at 38 weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I knew I was going to go into labour. And I rang my midwife, who she was so amazing, and she was like, oh, come in um, and I'll check you and we'll put you on the monitor and see what's going on. So this was at night time at like 7 o'clock or whatever. Yeah. And um, she checked me and things, and she was like, oh, yeah, things are definitely progressing. Um my but my contractions weren't regular or anything like that. And she rang down to Invercargo. They were like, Oh, Anna can come down and labour here for the night, but we won't section her until the morning. And I just remember yeah. being like, Why? Why do they make me do this? Yeah. But anyway, I was like, No, I'm not labouring in hospital. So I just came home and um 
yeah, I spent most of the night, yeah, definitely um, in a bit of pain mm-hmm. and things. So by the time it, the morning rolled around, I was already pretty shattered. And, um, yeah, I had fallen asleep at about five in the morning and oh, we had a nanny living with us at the time because obviously I'd been full-time on the farm. Yeah. So um, the other boys were, yeah, there was no sort of stress about who was going to watch them or anything. And um, I'd fallen asleep and my midwife had said to me, you know, be down in Invercargill like sort of first thing, you know, about 7, 8 o'clock. And I woke up at 7.30 and I was oh, like, oh, no. my gosh, I'm meant to be in queue, like having a baby. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit of a rush to get down there. And um, we we got there and um, we were literally like walking through the doors and they're like, come on, they're wa- like waiting for you up in the theatre. <laughs> so there was no time to even, you know, think about things yeah. or anything like that. So that was quite cool. And obviously this was Richard's first um, baby. So it was all a totally new experience yes. for him. And I think he was a bit like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that was cool, and um, yeah, his um, birth was a bit different than Remy, um, Leo and Jude's. Um, I had quite a bit of bleeding, and yeah, yeah, it was a bit strange, but um, yeah, no, he was pretty perfect, yeah. and it was cool. It was cool seeing Richard, you know, with his own son, yeah. and just the excitement of my other children, Leo and Jude, when they came and met him. And, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Such a cool moment, actually. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And um, did you spend a few days in the hospital before going home, or what was that like? Yeah, so when you birth, um, so, yeah, down in Invercargill, um, I I think you stay it's definitely no less than 24 hours. I think it's about 48 hours yeah. even. I think I was there for a couple of days. And then um, they transfer you back to a birthing unit, which um, for me is the gore, the gore birthing unit, which is like absolute paradise. Yeah. You go there and it's just like being on holiday. It's I just have the best memories from – my time there with the boys and I think it's so sad that all these little units and things are you know they're shut down and for lack of funding and all this because they're just such a you know an important part of having your babies um so yeah I got um sent back there and I was there until the Sunday oh yeah so it was a few days yeah probably four or five days in total. I mean, the midwives in there are amazing. They're just like, you know, just take as long as you need because once you get home, <laughs> it's, you know, um, reality, I yeah. suppose. So. Yeah. And how did you find yeah, it was really nice. um, yeah, going home and obviously adjusting to life with three boys instead of two? And, three um, boys. Yeah. How did you find no. all of that? Yeah, it was cool. So, um Richard, so, yeah, he stayed with me the whole time yeah. in the hospital, which was nice. And, yeah, it was a real cool, like, bonding time mm-hmm. for us all. And then we came. So I'd said to um, the whoever was on duty that I had this terrible pain in my legs. Mm-hmm. This was the day I was being discharged. And she was like, oh, yeah, you have you know, you probably need to get up and get go, you know, moving. Yeah. And I was like, actually, you're right, you know. I've just been sort of lying down and – so I just sort of fobbed it off and didn't think much more of it. And then, yeah, I was discharged just after lunch and um, got home. And I just remember feeling 
like just really tired. I could barely stay awake and everything. And I was like, this is weird, you know. Like I've just been, I'm normally a pretty, you know, <laughs> don't get a lot of sleep anyway. So it was a bit of a strange mm. feeling. And um, Richard's family were here, his mum and dad, obviously their first grandson. So they were all having a few <laughs> whiskeys and things. And my mum was here with my, my boys and um, Pip and Nanny at the time, she had gone away for the weekend. So um, she wasn't quite back yet, but yeah, it was where I just remember sitting at the table and everyone was like gaga over this little this little boy and um yeah, it was really cool but I just felt just was getting worse and worse and I ended up getting up and I was like, I'm gonna go have a shower. I just feel so cold and I um Rich's family were like, Oh, we need to get going anyway, you look shattered And so they left and I was in the shower and I just was like what has happened to me like I just I sort of fell on the ground and I was like oh my god I can't even move and my arms and my legs were like stone cold and I was like what is going on and then um I must have been in there for like half an hour and then I um turned the the shower off and went downstairs and I like (laughs) remember crawling this is so sound so dramatic (laughs) but I remember crawling out of the bathroom (laughs) and I was like Oh, I think back now and I was like, my kids must have looked and just thought, what on earth? Because obviously you've just had a baby, you know, like you're still bleeding and everything. And I like crawled down the stairs and I was like, something's wrong. And Richard and my mum were sort of in the kitchen tidying up and they were like, oh my God, what is wrong? And I just was hysterical. Like I was crying and I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And then um, they ended up bringing – my midwife was away, but they rang her, you know, who was covering her. And um, she just sort of lived around the road. And she was like, I think you need to ring the ambulance. Yeah. Like, this sounds pretty bad. And um, she was like, ring the ambulance and I'll meet you at Gore. And, yeah, the ambulance came. And um, I was, like, completely on another planet. Just, like, I thought I was having a heart attack. and. Sure. Yeah, I was just hysterical. And anyway, it ended up, um, I got into gore and I was just in so much pain. And the doctor was like, you need to tell us where the pain is coming from. And I just, I just didn't even know. I was just like, my body is just so, so sore. And I said to Richard, I was like, I think I'm dying. I don't know how else to explain it. I just feel like I'm about Mm. to die. (laughs) So um, it was just an awful, awful time. And um, so, yeah, I ended up back in hospital. And um, I didn't really know what was wrong. Like I had this, like, raging temperature and obviously a really bad infection. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is a bit bit strange. So they put me on um, two different types of antibiotics. And in the morning – because obviously they had just drugged me right up. I was sort of on another planet. And in the morning I woke up and my face had just blown up like a balloon. Mm-hmm. Like my eyes, I couldn't barely even see out of my eyes. I think back now and I'm like, oh, yuck. It was just terrible. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I spent a week in hospital and um, they kind of got the infection under control and, they never really said what they sort of thought it was or I ended up with really bad, bad mastitis. Um, 
which was something I'd never had before yeah. and that was pretty awful too. But obviously I was in hospital so um I was really well looked after yeah. by the um the nurses and that and I lost all my milk supply. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, so that was another thing. I um had to relactate um while I was there. But so that took a lot yeah. of work and um but obviously I was just in hospital doing nothing so um the um, lactation consultant really yeah. helped me with that and I pretty much just lived on a breast pump <laughs> the whole time yeah. but it wasn't the um, mastitis it was the yeah, initial and then they discharged... infection they don't think no no so that was a um that was a no that was yeah, a right. secondary infection and then I got um yeah like a urine infection and a kidney like yeah. everything you could ever think of it was like my whole body just yeah sort of (laughs) went mad and then they discharged me home yeah they put me on some um um oral antibiotics and off the IV and I was on that for 24 hours and they're like yeah you're doing okay um sent me home and then I was home for about 12 hours maybe and I just yeah the same thing sort of happened so was straight back down there and then yeah when I was admitted that time they sent me for a scan and then they were like oh your your uterus is still full (laughs) so they took me up for um DNC and um yeah it was um retained products of conception they put it down to so what a scary and yeah my uterus after your birth yeah 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 it was um, pretty. pretty they usually nasty. do like so when you then, yeah, I think, I think they usually in. are pretty good at getting like all of your placenta and like everything yeah. out, right? Yeah, I know. I'm like, how could it be? Like, how could you leave anything? <laughs> yeah, so it was a bit strange. And I had um, Remy's placenta. Like, we had taken it home. Obviously, my um, partner. He's um, married or got married blood, so that was quite important to yeah. um, to us to take it. So I had it in the freezer, and I was like, oh, someone get it out and have a look. <laughs> I was like, there's obviously yeah, a big chunk yeah. of it missing. Yeah, so it was um, all very, very strange. And, um, yeah, I mean, the doctors were amazing after the, in the after fact. Yeah. They did really um, try and sort things out, but um, – yeah, it was just my te- – they just couldn't get on yeah. top of my temperature. So um, as you know, if you have a temperature, you just you just get dehydrated so easily. And then obviously I was trying to – like I was lactating as well. So it was just, yeah, yeah. quite hard. And um, they discharged me again and I ended up yeah. back in there within yeah. about 24 hours just with temps. So then they were like, what is going on? <laughs> and then they put it down to um, a drug fever. So whatever antibiotics they had me on, um, I was um, right. reacting to. And it ended up once um, they stopped with all the treatment and antibiotics. Gosh, what a crazy right. week. So, yeah. Yeah. It was mad. Yeah, it was about um, – Remy. yeah, Remy was about four weeks old mm. before I actually yeah. was at home with him. So um, that was yeah. a bit awful too yeah. with my other children and things. But, um, yeah, my mum, she, yeah, looked after them and took yeah. them up to her place and, yeah, 
I was lucky yeah. I had a lot of support. Yeah. So. And how did you find, I guess, that played into your um, mental health? Obviously, you said you were taking antidepressants and um, anti-anxieties already, but did you find that had much of an yeah. impact on the way that you were feeling? Um, no, not at all. So um, my um, midwife, she was like, yeah. I think she was quite concerned. Like she kept ringing and she was like, oh, you know, this is just everything we didn't want. And yeah. she was really good. But um, it's definitely, like I felt emotionally yeah. completely yeah. fine the whole time, which I think probably if I wasn't on them, I would yeah. really hit a yeah. wall. Um, yeah, but Remy was such a good baby too. He was just you know, really, really settled and easy yeah. and, yeah, yeah, so I was lucky. Um, he didn't have any, you yeah. know, reflux or colic, awesome. so, um, no, it was all fine. And once I got home and all that, I don't know, I guess I was a bit weak and things, but um, I had a lot of support. My mum stayed with us for yeah quite a while and, yeah. Yeah, and what about your physical recovery? How have you found um, recovering from the C-section sort of healing? And, um, yeah, how have you found that? Um, So, yeah, pretty good. Um, Yeah, I guess with Remy, like, basically while, you know, I was in hospital, so I wasn't doing anything, and the healing was really, really good. Um, So once I got home um, properly and settled, yeah, yeah, I felt great. I didn't have any issues with with that physically, but um, yeah, it was just the obviously the infection and that that was the issue with him. Uh, the other boys, oh, it's definitely painful. Like a lot of yeah, a lot of people were yeah. like, oh no, it's nothing. But I definitely found it quite painful each time, and more so each time. Like um, I think yeah, the more you have, the yeah. more painful yeah. it sort of gets. Yeah, and yeah. Um, with Jude, I definitely, um, I remember I yeah. did way too much and yeah. pulled all my stitches and yeah. it was just awful. Yeah. So I definitely <laughs> learned <laughs> pretty quickly that you really did need yeah. to do the rest. And Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Anna, and sharing your first three um, birth stories with us all. I think, yeah, super interesting story and um I'm looking forward to having you back on the podcast at some stage to talk about Rose's birth too. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Thank you for having me on. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales and another huge thank you to our sponsor, Radiance. I really appreciate your support on the sponsorship this week and I would love for you all to go and find the Radiance products through the show notes link that I leave in there and show them some support as well. Feel free to leave me a review, send me a message, send me an email, however you want to get in touch and let me know what you thought about this week's episode. If it resonated with you, I would love to hear from you and I look forward to bringing you another episode next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.